All right, good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Lighthouse Discipleship Center. Uh, my name is Dave Everett. This is my wife, Sherry. Uh, we're going to be continuing our Bible study tonight on the new you and the Holy Spirit. We're going to be on chapter 5, uh, a sure foundation, uh, is what we're going to be talking about tonight. And I also just want to start off our, our meeting tonight to saying Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families as you gather and do the things you do this this uh, next few days. And uh, uh, blessings on you. Anyway, like I said, we're going to continue our Bible study tonight, New Year and the Holy Spirit. We're in chapter 5. We're going to be talking about a sure foundation. And that's our topic that we're going to start off with tonight. And just a reminder, we have all of our Bible studies archived on our website at lighthousediscipleship.org. And uh, you can find those there. They're also archived on our YouTube channel, Lighthouse Discipleship Center. And we even have a, a Spotify page or our, our app or whatnot. Uh, you can listen audibly. All of our Bible studies are there as well. And we have other platforms, and I'm not going to bore you with all that uh, information. Anyway, uh, just wait for you to connect with us. And so I think that's important that you know that. So anyway, um, so Sherry's going to be our narrator tonight. She's going to read for us. And then we'll talk about it. So again, we're uh, the new year in the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be in chapter 5. Uh, we'll be talking about a sure foundation, and then uh, so we'll go from there. So when you're ready, Sherry. All right. I really like how Andrew explains things uh, simply, but, but very powerfully. But again, if you have any questions, please feel free to, to comment and reach out. The Bible is God's word. He'll give you wisdom and guidance through it. As, a new, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. 1 Peter 2.2 2. As a baby draws sustenance from its mother's breast, so a new believer is nourished by spiritual milk from the Bible. You'll grow as you feed often on God's word. God's word is God-breathed. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, 2 Timothy 3.16. The Bible is charged with the very life of God, and it will come alive to you as you read it. Through his word, you'll get to know this awesome, loving God who has saved you. You'll grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and become thoroughly furnished unto all good works, 2 Timothy 3.17. God will speak directly to you through the Bible. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged <coughs> sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 Don't just use your head to read this book. Come to the word with an open heart, ready to receive from God. Choose a version of the Bible that's easy to understand. God doesn't want language style to hinder you from getting to know him to know him. Personally, I, and this is Andrew speaking, use the King James Version because it's what I grew up on. However, you may find the old English phrases too difficult to understand. If that's the case, select a Bible to your liking and read, study, and meditate on what it says. Any version you use is superior <coughs> to not reading the Bible at all. The Holy Spirit can lead you to other translations later on, 
but laying a solid foundation of God's word in your heart is what's most important right now. Okay, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Cherry. So we're talking about the new you and the Holy Spirit. And specifically tonight, we're starting off with talking about a sure foundation. To make it more simple, we're basically talking about we need that the, the Word of God needs to be our foundation. Whether you are a born again believer or you've been walking with God for years, this must be your foundation. Uh, if what you believe is not founded in the Word of God, then you shouldn't be believing it. But I'm talking, this is about the new you and the Holy Spirit. So basically, we're talking to new believers, but this is, this is true for, for anyone. Okay? So I'm going to be toggling back and forth because I know I have both audiences and for the most part I probably don't even have, I have uh, those who have been walking with the Lord for a while. And, uh, but at the same point in time, uh, you know, the Bible, the Word of God is our foundation. And we need to build our lives on a sure foundation. Whether we're, again, whether we're a new believer or we, we're a veteran, if I can use it that way, we need to build our lives on a sure foundation. I love this verse that he starts off with in First Peter 2.2. He says, as newborn babes, desiring the sincere uh, milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Any living thing wants to grow. Whether you're talking about a human, whether a baby, a child, an adult, whether you're talking about a plant, whether you're talking about the grass in the, in the, in the, in the front yard, backyard, whatnot, whether you're talking about an animal, a puppy, a kitten, uh, uh, even an insect, you know. But everything is, is, is destined to grow. But it can't grow if it's not being fed. You know, one of the signs that you're on your deathbed or you're dying is that you lose, you can't hold down food. And, you know, one bad sign of, of an animal is that it, it won't eat. You know, uh, one, sign that, one sign that you ha aren't watering the grass is that it's turning brown. Brown is not the normal color for something that's living. That's a, a vegetation, unless I can't think of a, a cocoa bean or whatever, a coffee bean. But the plant's green, you know. And so, and, and, you know, I know a potato's brown, but it's underground. But on top, it's green. And so, we want to be healthy. But you can't be healthy if you don't have a diet. Now, we're going to be all... Celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. Some of us will have turkey tomorrow. Some have it today. Some will have it later on. We have a couple different dinners this weekend. But, you know, uh, you want, we want healthy. We can't eat on processed food all the time. <coughs> Even though some, <coughs> excuse me, some people may like that. Not, not like that. The people call it food. Some people don't. But, you know, we, in other words, we, we can't. You're not going to be healthy if all you eat is junk food. We need to eat some healthy stuff. Now, people who know me don't know I don't do very well with vegetables. Uh, that's not uh, a food group I, I do well. And uh, usually, if it's usually if it says something with vegetables, you've turned me off. But I also know I need to eat them from time to time. You know, and I get that. And I had, had a mom, now I have a wife who, who helps me in that department from time to time. But at the same point in time, you know, we need to eat healthy. And so, and I know we live in a society today where that's very big. But spiritually speaking, as a newborn believer, <coughs> you need to have a foundation on the Word of God. As a believer who's been walking with God for years, 
you need to have a foundation on the work of God. If you stop, if, I mean, we need, once that's why the child can be weaned from his mother, we, we, we can be weaned in the sense that we are established in our walk with God. But just because you're establishing your, your walk with God doesn't mean you throw this away. <laughs> you still need to have a relationship in the doctrine. <clears throat> but you need to have, you need to be grounded on, there needs to be some basis you need to be established in. That's why one reason it's important to have a pastor. You know, any job, most jobs out there, you need to have a mentor. It's not that you have a, someone who would train you. Once you, <coughs> excuse me, are trained, you can sometimes be weaned to work on your own. Uh, you know, but but even though we, we are weaned, we, we, we still need accountability. We still need a support system. You know, most jobs still have some type of support system, partnership, whatever. But, uh, but uh, you know, we need a, uh, my point is, that we, and Andrew's point is that the Word of God is our sure foundation. The second verse, passage of Scripture he uses is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, where it says, All Scripture, that's called the Word of God, you know the word Bible is never used in Scripture. This is the Bible, but it's Scripture. It's the Word of God, and so I try to use Scripture, Word of God, because the language is not there. But we understand what the word Bible is. But all Scripture is profitable for doctrine. What does doctrine mean? It's teaching. It, the, all Scripture is profitable to teach you. It's all for for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now I can I can really go off, off on righteousness because it's using the scripture. It says in the book of Hebrews that the word of righteousness is the elementary teachings. Something that's elementary doesn't mean it's substandard. It's actually essential. In school, we go to elementary school before you go to junior high school and high school and college. Different countries, they might call it different. But you go to elementary school first. You learn the basics of reading and writing. You learn the basics of math. You learn some basics before you learn uh, other more complex stuff like algebra, <coughs> grammar, and whatnot. And so, but element, if you don't understand the basics of math, you're not going to understand algebra or geometry. If you don't understand the basics of reading and writing, the alphabet, you're not going to ever understand... Uh, grammar and Shakespeare and other things. I still don't understand Shakespeare. But at the same point in time, that's just me. You know, at the same point in time, you need to understand the elementary teachings are foundational. We're talking about building a sure foundation. And we need to be trained in, if you're not trained in righteousness because the gospel reveals righteousness, the Bible says you're not totally equipped for every good work. We need to be reproved and corrected and trained in righteousness. So we can... <coughs> Sorry about this, uh, but I sometimes when I start talking a lot, I start coughing. But we need to be trained in righteousness so we can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then Andrew goes into talking about, you know, there's, uh, there's so many different translations out there. Now, I've been walking with God for a number of years. I'm a pastor and different things, and so I, I have my favorites. I usually use the New King James. Occasionally the King James Amplified and sometimes Young's Literal. Those are my favorites. Some of the ones I don't agree with as much. But as a new believer, 
or someone who's not as well-versed maybe as I am or Andrew or whatnot, and I'm not elevating myself by saying that, you know, he makes a statement that any translation is better than no word of God at all. I mean, we can we can fight and fight about different translations, but that's not as important as having the word of God itself. Just because, you know, I can find a flaw in every translation, to be honest with you. Even the King James, I found some flaws. But at the same point in time, having no word of God, having no diet of the word of God, having no regular diet of the word of God, is worse than reading a translation I or you may not agree with. Uh, I believe there are some better translations out there. But the most important thing is the word of God. Because the word of God is not a translation. The Word of God is a person, and His name is Jesus. It says that in John chapter 1. The Word of God became flesh. The Word of God is Jesus. The Word of God <coughs> is not the ink or the translation. The Word of God is a person. You need to know the Word of God. Now, as you grow, as you mature uh, and, and, uh, and Christ, you might find a translation that's better for you. But we're not here talking about translations. We're here talking about building a foundation. And the foundation is the word of God. Anything you want to add? No, just you know, I I grew up with a good attitude about the word of God, and I get some some people don't. I don't know if it was my parents' teaching or just me because I like to read or how I got this in my head. But even as a young child, I had a healthy respect of the word of God. So growing up, I got to know all the Bible stories, all the, the stories of the heroes of faith, Abraham, David, um, the, the Gideon and, the, and those in the, the book of Judges and, and the different ones. So it, it was easier for me to understand like the Old and New Testament and who was who and, and different things. Um, but I also remember when I met Dave and... Uh, he was a youth pastor at the time. I remember meeting the different youth, and m most of them didn't know any of the Bible stories. And it got me thinking how, you know, you can really understand the Bible if you do read it, <laughs> one. But, when you, but each of these heroes of faith uh, is a good example to us because even though they had flaws... They teach us by their example of, you know, they they might have done something bad, but their trust was in God. And God is showing us through them how to walk with Him, how to have a relationship with Him, how to have faith. So it's really good to understand and read the Bible on your own for that example. But also, if you're wanting a relationship with God, the best way to get to know him is read his word. There, there's other things too, prayer and sitting under good teaching. But there's a, a verse that talks about a church in the New Testament that uh, these people heard the word that was preached, but then they went back to the scriptures and they studied to see if these things be true with what the... the uh, the pastor taught them and it's really good 
not to just have a strong foundation in reading the Word of God so you know it yourself, but also so you can uh, make sure that when you're sitting and hearing a teaching, that it is correct and not just go off of, well, it sounds good. Well, it's a pastor, so it should be good. But we're to be in God's word for ourselves. And that, that verse that Andrew brought out in Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, um, that is a powerful verse because when you take that and when you read the other verses that Andrew shared about all scripture is given by inspiration of God, but also what Dave said where it is, it's, I'm sorry, it's the, the one in Timothy, Timothy. Uh, profitable for doctrine and reproof and correction uh, and instruction in righteousness. We need to know God's words so that we can understand righteousness, so we can understand why Jesus went to the cross for us. Um, but, it's, but it's also, it helps in our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, we know people who don't like to read. So there's different, with all this technology out there, there's so much that you can do to get the Word of God in you. You can do books on tape and listen to the Word of God. You know, hearing comes, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, you know, that's a good way to, 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 to listen to the Word of God. But you don't have to read it all at once. You can read a verse, you can read chunks, and if you don't understand a verse, you can see what other verses have to say about the subject. You can go to a trusted pastor and see what they say. Sometimes if I'm confused, I go to different translations to see, you know, what does the New King James say? What does the Old King James say? What does the Amplified say? What does Young's Literal say? There's apps that you can put on your phone or computer. Um, you can go on Bible Gateway to look up verses in different translations. So this diet that Andrew and Dave are talking about is good because diets can can be really healthy for you. But if you don't eat something, if you don't drink something that your body needs, your body can perish. The Word of God is more needed than even physical food. So it is very very important for a Christian to get into God's word and know it for themselves. I know some people out there are too eat too much and they're too big, but there's also some people out there, in my opinion, they're too thin. <laughs> they need to get some bad on those bones. And so anyway, that's just my little 10 cents on that. And you can't go wrong getting God's word in you as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and so... I want to piggyback on a couple of things Sherry said, and, and, and one more thing I want to bring out. You know, she mentioned the, 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 the verse from Acts chapter 17, verse 11. And these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness, and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things be so. You know, the next section we're going to get into, if we get in there tonight, we're going to talk about having a local church. And it's good to have a, a local pastor. Now, I understand some people might go from past, from different meetings, whatnot, and I'm okay with that to a certain degree. But it, it can be also, I think, a little harmful to have too many voices in your life. And I'm not saying that might be, you know, we, we might have our favorite speakers and whatnot. 
But you need to have a pastor, or you need, and you need to have, or, or maybe a small group of pastors, and that 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 way you are feeding off their teachings regularly. You know, it it can get very complicated if I'm listening to him and him and him, and and, and, and unless they agree, if if the doctrine doesn't agree, then it can get very complicated and whatnot. And but uh, you know, um, but even so. We must search the scriptures for ourselves to see if these things be so. Don't just take Andrew's word for it. Don't just take my word for it. Take God's word for it. You know, there's other there's other teachers out there I like, and there's some. You know, through the years, there's some teachers. They're wonderful speakers. They're very inspirational. They're very easy to listen to, and I like listening to them. But every once in a while, I get a, a speaker I like listening to, but I have one major problem. They don't use the scripture. They're inspirational, but they hardly use any scripture. And if you're, if you're teaching me something, and there's not a scriptural foundation for it, then how am I going to put faith in it? I can't put my faith in you. I can't put my faith in the pastor or what they're saying. I have to put my faith in the Word of God. Faith comes by the Word of God. Faith doesn't come by hearing an inspirational message. And the inspiration, the message might be beautiful. It might be correct. But give me scripture. I'm not saying the whole thing has to be scripture. And I'm not saying you can't give me inspiration. But the foundation has to be the Word of God. Because I can't put my faith in just inspiration. I'm not against inspiration in and of itself. We all need to be inspired. At the same point in time, you know what's going to inspire me the most? The Word of God. It, it, it needs to have a foundational base. And it needs to be based on Scripture. I'm hoping I'm making sense with that. And, you know, but let me comment one more thing on this, this verse. It says, And they search the Scriptures themselves with the spirit of readiness. Or one translation says it that way. With all readiness. I am not searching the scriptures necessarily with a critique attitude, even though in one sense I'm critiquing it. But there's a readiness to receive. There's some people I pastor or have ministered to, but they have put such a wall up that no matter what I say, they're not going to listen. And I understand there's some speakers out there that, that, that other people like, but because, they, like I just said, they don't use scripture and I don't agree with their teaching, in a sense I have put a wall up. I told you that because I, I, I didn't, I have a lead, I've heard them. You know, it's hard to, for me to put, I don't agree with putting a wall up against someone when you haven't first heard them out. Now, I might not have heard certain speakers on every single subject, but there are some speakers out there, or some pastors out there, I've heard enough. <laughs> and I just don't, I just don't, the, 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 the basics I don't agree with. And uh, 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 sometimes, and sometimes for me, sometimes it's a style. We all have different styles and tastes. Sometimes I might preach the same stuff as Andrew or other people and, and for the most part, but maybe you like his style more than I like mine. You know, uh, Andrew has said this so many times that there's been so many people think that Andrew is boring. He's monotone or whatever, or whatever they, however they express it. I don't think he's boring, and I don't think he's monotone, but a lot of people have said that, and they have said it to him. And he's okay with it because even though they... Most of those people who have said that his teaching has changed their lives. They might not enjoy the style, but the message, the word that was being taught, transformed their lives. And, and they were able to look past that. 
So sometimes a style can be distracting, but sometimes a style can also be something you can overlook too. And so because the Word of God is being taught. One more thing I just want to bring out too. Um, sorry, I had it and I'm, I'm losing it real quick. Oh, you know, we talk about diets and I talked a little bit about translations. But some people still don't know how do I study the Word of God. Now, if you don't know where to start, then I just, I, you know, there's different ways. As Sherry mentioned some of them, I believe. But you can, you can go through all the books of the Bible, one by one. There are so many, there are a lot of reading uh, programs out there that will give you, you can read a devotional. Uh, where it will give you a ver easy verse or a passage of scripture, and then you can read a little bit what they say. Uh, that those things can help. You know, you can start with the, uh, any book of the Bible, start reading it. I encourage if you're a new believer, don't start with the Old Testament. Start with the New Testament. When you understand the New Testament, then you can understand the Old Testament a little better. Some people like reading a little bit of the Old and New every day. Some people like reading a little bit of the Old and the New and the Psalm or Proverbs every day. Sometimes just going, just going through the book of Proverbs is very helpful. But the key thing is that we get our foundation of Christ. But at the same point in time, there are some other nuggets and other, other books. So sometimes you can read it that way. Some people try to digest a whole chapter a day and that, they can handle that. Or multiple chapters. Some of these reading programs, if you're going to read it in a year, then you're going to have to read more than one chapter a day. But, you know, one, one, one flaw I see in that sometimes is if you read several chapters, but you don't understand anything you read, to me, does it really do that much good? I'm glad you're doing something. Something, again, is better than nothing. But it's more important that you understand what you read than you try to read the whole Bible in a year, or you try to digest so many chapters. This is not a race. <laughs> there's no race here. And there is no, there's no achievement by reading the Bible for a year and he didn't understand half he read. What did you achieve by that? The only one who knew that you read the Bible in a year is you and God. It's more important that you understand what you read. I'm not against reading the Bible in a year, don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm, what I'm advocating is that you understand what you read. And so if you can't, if reading several chapters a day is not something you can process, then don't do it. Read, read something smaller. You know, it's like, it's like having a steak. You've got to break it up in bite-sized pieces. If you can't handle a whole chapter a day, don't try to read a whole chapter or a whole section. Maybe you can only read a, one verse a day. If you understand, you know, my dad, and I'll pick up my dad a little bit, he, reading was not his thing. Math was great, but reading was not his thing so much. But I remember as a, as a, as a teenager, uh, in high school, I began to leave a, a verse at his breakfast table every night for the more, next morning we got it. And he would take that verse and put it on his forklift at work, and he would lick at that verse all day, <coughs> all day long. He still has those in his archive. And then he wanted to leave me a verse, so he wrote me out a verse, and that's at my breakfast table. I still have those in my archive. And uh, so, for, so for a guy who couldn't, didn't like reading too much or struggled... He was reading two verses a day. And he got more out of those two verses, even that one verse he put on his fourth leg every day, than he did struggling trying to read a whole chapter a day. That was more fruitful, more beneficial. And, and, that, and that's something that we might not necessarily have said so far yet tonight. 
but it's not just reading the word. It's meditating on it and thinking of it and applying it to your own life. Um, you know, in, in John 5, uh, Jesus is speaking to uh, the, the religious leaders, I believe, um, but he, ma he makes a comment in uh, verse 39. He says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. And I'm not so necessarily pointing out the fact that Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders about their theology, but the whole point is these holy scriptures testify of Jesus. And again, to get to know him, that's why we're in the word. You know, how do we know what the perfect will of God is for our lives? We renew our minds by reading the scriptures. I was just going to say one more little thing, not as important what she just said or what I was saying earlier. But, you know, there is another option of reading the book. And what I do now, uh, and it's not wrong or right way, the important thing is that you're reading and what's more important than that, that you understand what you're reading. Uh, you can't you can't understand anything if you're not reading it at all. You know, even if you have a bad system, what I might consider a bad system, I, I'm glad that you're reading something versus nothing at all. But what's better that you understand what you're reading. But I also, for me now, I don't necessarily read in a year. I don't, I, that's not my goal. That's not an objective of mine. But that's yours. <coughs> that's fine. I just encourage you to make sure you're reading slow enough where you can understand it. At the same point in time, me, I, I read Barry Bennett this way. He's one of our speakers at, at Karis Bible College. But I read kind of topically. And if I get a topic, I will I will study that. And, and, and there's so, so many different ways of saying that. There's not a wrong or right way to, to read it. Now, one thing you need to consider, too, is sometimes when you read verse by verse, that can be good because you you can only digest a verse at a time, but it can also be bad in the sense you did you took sometimes we we get a verse and we take it out of context, and because we take it out of context, the whole when sometimes when you take a verse out of context, the whole meaning of that verse changes. There's a there's a there's a saying I used to say if you take a verse out of context, you, if you take the the text out of a context, you're left with a con. And so uh, we have to be careful because sometimes the context can change the whole meaning of that verse. It's like if I told you a whole story and you took one phrase and the news does this all the time, the media does this all the time. They take one phrase out of what Trump says and they turn it around to say that, something that he totally didn't say. These, he might have used those words, but they took it out of context and they twisted it and said something he didn't say. So we have to be careful with about that. You know, uh, and so uh, when we when we just focus on one verse or whatever, sometimes it's good and it's helpful to get a little bit of the context. But maybe you'll get a little bit of the context, you'll read the context a little bit, but then you'll chew on, you'll study on, you'll meditate. Because that's another aspect of, of the Word of God, is that we need to meditate on it. Sometimes we need to chew on it. It's like a cow who chooses cud. You know, it just chews it over and over again. I'm not trying to be gross, but sometimes we just need to meditate on it. Think about the Word of God. It says that in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, that we are to meditate on His Word day and night, that we would have good success. We might not have time to read the Word. Maybe you're so busy, you can't spend a whole read as much, but you can 
like my dad, he took that one verse on his forklift and he meditated on it all day. And it was fruitful. You know, uh, until the, the Word of God is a seed. And if, unless it, it can germinate, unless it can gestate and germinate, it's not going to grow. But we need to allow time to meditate on the Word of God. You know, maybe you don't know where to start. Well, whatever your, what did your pastor preach on Sunday? Take those verses and meditate on them all week long. I bet you get more out of it trying to rush through something. It, 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 I mean, there's so many different things. It, it's nice reading the Bible straight through and different things. And because sometimes I get things I didn't see before, or, or maybe I read things I don't read every day, and I still get a nugget. You know, so there's not a wrong or right way. But the, the key that we're and we're hammering in on is that the Word of God is a foundation. You can't grow as a new believer. You can't grow as a veteran believer if you are not spending time in the Word of God. You will be unhealthy if you don't have a good diet. Whether you're eating, naturally speaking, if you eat too much, you won't be healthy. If you don't eat enough or enough of the right stuff, you won't be unhealthy. Someone who's too is fat is not necessarily healthy, and someone who's thin is not necessarily healthy. You know, uh, there's some people, I mean, they're just grossly thin. Uh, and, and, and some people are just grossly fat. And again, I'm not trying to pick on people. That's not my point. My point is that uh, if you don't have a healthy diet of the Word of God, and I'm not talking about how much volume, because what might be a volume for me may be a different volume for you. You know, an adult can eat a different volume than a child. Okay? Or uh, uh, an adult with a learning disability can maybe have to eat at a uh, or a physical handicap may have to eat at a different uh, pace than uh, a regular adult, you know. But the point is that you have a diet, a regular diet. I'm more interested that you have something that's, there's a consistency, but there's also a quality of that consistency. You know, the early church, they were steadfast under the, doc the apostles' doctrine to fellowship, to prayer, and the, the breaking of bread. I put some of those out of order. But the Apostles' Doctrine. I, I'm not going to focus on the other three right now. The Apostles' Doctrine was the Word of God. And so uh, they were, and they did that daily. Uh, even the verse I read from Acts chapter 17, verse 11, they searched the Scriptures daily. It's our daily bread. You eat every day, don't you? <laughs> well, you gotta, you got to have a daily walk. Uh, just... It just getting one meal a week at, from your pastor or online or, or even two days a week is not enough. Do you eat two days a week? <laughs> Do you wait and eat one day a week? You might have your biggest meal on Sunday or whatever. There's a movie uh, show we like Blue Bloods and they have a family meal one day a week. But you, you eat other stuff throughout the week. You know, uh, Sherry and I, our biggest meal is usually dinner. We, we kind of self-serve for breakfast and sometimes we do lunch together and and but we have our biggest meal uh, uh dinner sundays our biggest meal is usually lunch Sat saturdays sometimes our biggest meal is breakfast uh it's not always the case uh, it's not a rule uh but you know but and so sometimes we might have a, a bigger meal like on sundays and wednesdays spiritually speaking uh you know for example uh we usually have home cooking most of the time but usually we have one day <coughs> a week where we eat out, or we, we, we order out and bring it in. Sunday's usually our day where we do that for lunch. It's, it's not a rule, but it's just kind of our tradition. You know, 
to me, going to church is something you need a regular diet of. But to me, that's eating out versus home cooking. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, uh, you eat all the, we need to eat the Word of God all the time. But then we also... Now, I think... Uh, let me just say it this way. If all you do is go to church and you're never in the Word of God by yourself, on your own, that's not healthy. And if all you do is read the Word of God on your own and you never go to church, that's not healthy. We need both. We need to be, we need to be pastored. And we need to have a regular relationship with God. Uh, I have a relationship with God, with, a relationship with Sherry, that you don't. And I also like spending time with Sherry with a group of people. I like both. I think if it's just us two no more, that's unhealthy. And if, if it's everyone else and we never spend time together, that's not healthy. I want to spend time, I, I, there's times where I want to share her, and there's times I don't want to share her at all. <laughs> okay? And so we need both, if that makes sense. And, and, and there's some friendships. There's some friendships. I like spending time with a group, and there's some friendships. I like spending just a little more, I don't, I don't, I, if I use this word, some people will take it wrong, a little more intimate with them. You know, I'm not talking about being inappropriate. I just, it's just a little more one-on-one uh, -on -one time with them as couples and whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm not talking about anything that's uh, uh, inappropriate. Uh, hopefully I'm making sense. But uh, just uh, anything you want to add? No, just, you know, <coughs> again, picking back on getting a regular diet of God's Word is very healthy for you. I can't uh, recommend it too strong, uh, but but the, th the thing is to understand the Word of God so that you can grow in your relationship with God. And, you know, yes, Andrew makes a big point out of being in the Word of God, but this whole book, talking about the new you, who you are in Christ now that you're a believer, and right now we're, you know, talking about, you know, being in the Word of God for yourself, but this book is also about the Holy Spirit. And if you're struggling understanding the Word of God, we're getting into the, uh, the section where it talks about the Holy Spirit and who He is in your life. And Dave's going to be uh, starting a new series um, in two, two weeks? Um, in a week or two. A week or two uh, about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's our guide. He's our friend. He helps us understand so if you're struggling with, oh my gosh, you know, what does, I don't understand this verse. What is God talking about? Just pray, Holy Spirit, you know, show me other verses to understand this. Uh, show me what this verse is talking about. Show me how I can apply uh, the word of God to my life. You know, Holy Spirit, show me who God is in this. Um He's he's so faithful. He he will totally listen to you and answer you. And um, again, we just can't strongly uh, encourage you. Your life will never be the same. You know, we have one of the instructors at, at uh, Karis Bible College. Uh, he he dares people. He dares people to be in the Word of God and to listen to their healing school uh, every day, and. Basic. He he he's he basically says, yeah, stay sick. If 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 he dares you to be in the Word of God every day and listen to their 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 teaching on on healing every day, and see how long you stay sick. 
Because you can't. When you're in God's word, your life changes awesomely for the better. When, when you listen to good teaching and, um, and, and getting the word in you that talks about healing or whatever it is that you're going through, and you're realizing what God says about this versus what the world says or what it seems like in, 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 in the natural, you know, God's word trumps it every single time. And Sherry brings out a good point, which we're going to get into in the second half of this book, about the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, when I first started walking, I mean, I grew up in a good Christian home, so I've been following God since I was a little guy. But at the same point in time, it wasn't until high school that I really got on fire for God. And there was a time, I'm not going to share the whole story, but uh, it was a, one of the first times, it was during my sophomore year in high school, that I had a very intimate time with God. And it was a very profound night. And it was probably one of the most intimate times I've had with him. And it was the first intimate time I had with him. Anyway, part of that conversation I had with God. And that's the first time I even remember having a conversation with God. But he told me, when you read the word of God, he says, I don't want you to just read it to read it. I want you to pray before you read Holy Spirit, help me to hear and to understand it. You know, the parable of the sower says that the, the seed of God... God's word fall, fell on all four kinds of soil, but only the, the good soil that produces a, a, fruit, a harvest of 30, 60, 100 fold, they heard it and understood it. Hearing the word of God, rushing through it, is not enough. You need to understand it. That's why you need to be pastored. That's why you need to slow down sometimes, some of us, and understand it and whatnot. And so, uh, if you don't, hearing it, you can't understand something you didn't hear. So hearing, you need to hear it. But hearing it, and hearing it is better than not hearing it. But hearing it is not enough. You need to understand it. And you have, you have a pastor, and praise God with them, and you, and you can slow down. But the most important part of that uh, 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 recipe is you have the Holy Spirit, who is your ultimate teacher. And he will bring scripture to your remembrance. Now we, let me just conclude this section on how with this one last thought. I can tell when the grass hasn't been watered. It's brown. And I can usually tell as a pastor and different things. One of my gifts I operate a lot is discernment. And I can usually tell when someone's not spending time in the Word. I can usually tell. It just shows. It shows in your demeanor. It shows in your attitude. It shows in the way you talk. Because someone who's been in the Word of God is, is usually... Their, their, their language is full of faith. Someone who's not in the Word of God is usually mumbling and complaining and different things. There's, there, you know, the, uh, the Bible says when, the, when hope is deferred, the heart's sick. And they have a sick heart because <laughs> hope has been deferred. But the, it, that's because they never finished the verse. The verse says, but when the answer comes, uh, I forget exactly where it goes, but it's like a tree of life. And so where does faith come from here in the Word of God? So if you are having a regular diet, a good diet, a healthy diet of the Word of God, and of pastoring and different things and, and like-minded believers, you're going to be, I'm not saying you're not going to have even bad days even then, but for the most part, the average, the typical, the norm for you is you're going to be up and you're going to be full of faith. But you can't be full of faith if you don't have a diet of God's Word. It's impossible because faith comes from the Word of God. And anything that's not a faith is sin. And that's, that's a whole other category I'm not going to go into right now. But uh, we, you know, 
Uh, we need to, I can tell. I can just tell. Uh, you know, I, that's not a put down. I'm not judging people, but I can just tell. They're not spending time in the Word of God like they should. You can just, you can just tell. And so, uh, you know, I just, I just know. I mean, some people know in, in different sports. Someone, a, a coach knows when their, their athlete is not working out like they should. You know, uh, some people just know when they're not uh, doing different. A musician probably knows certain things that they should be doing on a regular basis. You can just tell. I can tell when people are not having a healthy, regular diet of good teaching by a pastor. And a regular diet. Because the early church, when they were steadfast in the, doc, the apostles' doctrine, to, to uh, fellowship, to prayer, and breaking of bread, the, the, true, the church grew daily. The church multiplied daily when they were steadfast in those four areas. Those four areas are our core teachings of this church. Our core values of this church is about being steadfast. There's a consistency of the apostles' doctrine to prayer, to fellowship, and to breaking of bread. Breaking bread has a lot to do with covenant. And uh, I have I have all that on our website, and our core teachings is on there. And I, I don't have time to teach it right now. Let's read this last section, and then we can comment some more if we have more comments. God's, God's word, the highest authority. So I want to finish this chapter for me. A basic understanding of the Bible is very helpful. I never... This is Andrew speaking. I never went to seminary or Bible school, but I studied the Bible 16 hours a day. It revolutionized my life. Some things I learned right away, others took me many years. But you can never exhaust the depths of God's Word. Everything you need for life and godliness can be found in it. I wish somebody had explained to me the difference between the Old Covenant, Genesis through Malachi, and the New Covenant, Matthew through Revelation, when I was first saved. It took me a long time to discover that God deals with people totally different from one covenant to the other. Most Christians see the Bible as one unit, all saying the same thing. They can't comprehend why the same God shows so much wrath and judgment in the Old Testament and so much grace and mercy in the New. They don't realize how everything changed between God and man once Jesus Christ came to earth. You and I are in the new covenant in Christ Jesus. Guidance from mature believers can save you time and painful mistakes, but always check it against God's word for yourself. Be careful only to receive what's right, because people can steer you in the wrong direction. That's why comparing everything they say with the Bible to see how it matches up is so important. Let go of what doesn't line up and hold on to what does. God's word must be the highest authority in your life. The word of God is powerful. It's not just a book written by a man about God. Some people raise questions about the Bible and say there are many inconsistencies within it. Many good books called apologetics answer these questions and validate the authority of the Bible. The Bible is actually a book by God speaking to you through man. All the books in the Bible are supernaturally inspired and have been protected and preserved error-free. Your job is to interpret and believe God's word as it was written. If you do, God himself will fellowship with you, and that's awesome. And Andrew goes on to say that his teaching, A Sure Foundation, will help you understand 
how important God's word is to your life. Again, there's a lot of good nuggets in here. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I just want to back up here just a minute. Um, you know, uh, again, there's just so much. I, there's, I'm looking back at something I wanted to say a minute ago. Um, but, you know, the Word of God will revolutionize your life. You know, Andrew did mention that he had to, you know, there was times where he was... You know, he became a believer. Uh, I think it was him who became a believer and then went straight to Vietnam and uh, yes. whatnot. And, and so, you know, that wasn't necessarily the, one of the safest places for a new believer to go, it was right into the middle of war in Vietnam. But Andrew, while he was at war in Vietnam, he, that's where he studied the scriptures a lot and uh, whatnot. And, and, and uh, he said that there were times where he would study 16 hours a day. And there's been seasons of my life where I did that. When we lost everything between 2009 2013, I was working, looking for work. I was with 32 temp, temp agencies, couldn't find work. Was, we were walking up to the library. We didn't have a car, different things. We were doing all kinds of things. But in between, there were, there were days, though, I had to take a break from all that. And, and I just studied the Word of God. And I would just study, 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 study. And uh, it, was, it was just so good. It's so deep. And, you know, every once in a while, I get someone who who mocks how much scripture I use in all my teachings and writings. And I, that, just, that just makes me laugh because, you know, I, if I can't back it with, with scripture, I don't want to teach it. <laughs> because I want you to be able to say the scriptures after I leave. And I used, because I, if, if, I can't, if I can't base what I'm teaching off scripture, then don't, don't, don't listen to me, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's it got to be by the word of God because, again, I, I can't build faith on on, on anything else and and yet i you know there's other i've said this so many times i can't win in trivial pursuit i don't know actors i don't know movies i don't know trivia i don't know i don't know anything <laughs> as, as far as other stuff but you give me bible trivia different things i can i can usually do pretty good um but it just uh uh but, you know, I get some people, they know every athlete, their weight, and what college they went to, and their stats. And I don't know any of that. I don't even know who's playing, you know. I, it's usually October before I even know they're in the World Series. I'm usually texting my mom or someone, who's playing? I mean, I know I could just go and Google and find out, you know. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't even know who's playing. And so, I'm just, I used to be in the sports somewhat, but I, I don't have time for it. You know, I was talking to a neighbor today. They were all talking about PlayStation and stuff. You know, there's PlayStation 5 coming out. I didn't. I never even got one. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about getting four a few years ago. But I don't, you know, I don't, even if I had it, I don't have time for it. And, I, and I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it to a certain extent. But, I, you know, I, 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 there's just, and I'm not anti some of that stuff in and of itself. But I just, you know, they know everything else. But I don't, I. But then they don't know the word of God like I do, and I know the word of, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, puffing myself up about that. I just know the word of God. I don't know everything. There's a lot I don't know, and there's some subjects people will ask me, "Well, what's your opinion on this?" And I'm not, I don't have an opinion on that because <laughs> I don't know, and and so I won't teach on it because I don't have a revelation on it. I'm not saying it's not important, but I do. I can't say it's not essential. <laughs> Because only the gospel is essential. Uh, there's some other things that are, are uh, important. 
but I, I just I, I don't have a revelation. I, I, I want, there's, you know, folks, we are in the last days. There's only so much time left. And I want to put all my energy in preaching the gospel. I don't, I don't have time to preach all this other stuff. So it's important. But anyway, uh, there's some other things he just says in here. Uh, you know, the difference between the Old and the New Testament. You know, I, I kind of hit on that just a few, uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, we need to understand the difference between the covenants. You know, and he also hits on something else that, again, and I've, I've already hit on some of this to some degree, is that we, it's, we need to have a pastor. We need to have people speaking our life. But that does not replace you searching the scriptures for yourself. And, uh, you know, and, and sometimes if you are searching the scriptures for yourself and you haven't been trained with good, like, look good teaching, then sometimes you can get in there too because some people are coming to conclusions or their own perception of verses that are not true. You know, there's a lot of religion out there, folks. There's a lot of Christian religion. And Jesus said this way, by your traditions, you make the word of God of no effect. There's something that some of us believe. I'm going to be, like Sherry said, I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit soon. And I'll probably be teaching some things that people don't, haven't necessarily thought about regarding the Holy Spirit. And I'll teach on things. I'll eventually get to talking about the gifts and stuff. And I'm all for the gifts. And I'm all for prophecy. And I'm all for the gifts. And I think they're, they're, they're not being used enough today. And, I, and I, I, if, if I have one flaw, one of them is I don't teach on them enough. I get that. But at the same point in time, for, let me just focus on prophecy for a moment. There are some, some people, they are so big on getting a word for the day. That they'll list, they'll ask so-and-so, do you have a word for the day? They, they will spend more energy to gain a word for the day than they will the word of God. That's wrong. I'm all for having a word. I'm all for having a word for the day. But that is not going to supersede my relationship with the word. Why are you going to get a word elsewhere when you won't spend time in the written word? Because any word you get must be supported by this word. It, if a word that you get is not, does not, is not a, a based on the foundation. We're talking about a foundation. And if you don't have a foundation of the written word, then how are you going to know when you get another word if it's from God or from the devil? Because the devil can quote scripture too. He did with Jesus. He did with others. The devil can give you scripture. The devil can work, work to things, you know, mislead you. But how are you going to discern? You know, there's two kinds of wisdom. The book of James chapter 3 says there's a, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a wisdom that's earthly, essential, it's demonic. And then there's a wisdom that's from above. An earthly, essential, demonic wisdom sounds like wisdom, but it's demonic. <clears throat> it sounds wise, but it's demonic. And there's a wisdom that's from above. But if you don't know the Word of God, and you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit yourself, how are you going to discern what's right and what's not? How are you going to rightly divide the word of truth? And if you don't rightly divide the word of truth, and you can't base on, and it's not based on scripture, you can get yourself in some air. And you know, and I'm all about the gifts. I'm all about the spirit. But at the same point in time, I am not going to elevate 
the Spirit above Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Spirit will point you to Jesus. He will bring the scripture. <coughs> uh, Sherry just quoted the scripture testifies of him, testifies of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit brings scripture to our remembrance. The Holy Spirit is not going to bring something to your remembrance that's not antichrist. It's always going to point to the cross. It's always going to point to Jesus. It's always going to be edifying. But you need to have a foundation. You need to understand the elementary teachings of righteousness, the foundation. Uh, when you understand the foundation, and then you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Paul said, it's not in word only, but in demonstration and in power. We need the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I go that you may have the Holy Spirit. But that's not more important than the Word of God. And we can't be all word-minded that we, we negate the Holy Spirit. We need both. We need the, 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 the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need... <coughs> and we're going to talk... The whole second half of this book is about the Holy Spirit. We're going to spend half of this Bible study about the Holy Spirit. But we also need to have a foundation, uh, and because we need to discern the spirit, we need to understand, we need to know uh, his voice and different things. But we have to have a foundation, and that foundation is the Word of God. We're going to spend several chapters about the Holy Spirit, but one of these chapters is about the Word of God. Now, one doesn't replace the other. We don't. We're not the Word of God. It doesn't replace the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit doesn't replace the Word. We need both. But the foundation is the Word of God. And hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, and you know, living living this life is not easy. And I'm talking about just living in the world, living even in in America when we have different things going on. This this whole uh, election has been different. This whole season of COVID has been different. It, and some of this has been hard. People have lost jobs. They've been isolated. But one thing that that helps is that relationship with God. And we can uh, just even American it, itself. We're, we so easily have the Word of God at our fingertips. We can go to a, a bookstore or order a, a Bible online. We we can have apps. We put on our phones for the Word of God. You know, other countries, um, not so much. Um, it, and if uh, we we know of a mission uh, organization that we love, that uh, they send Bibles to places where they're hard to get. Uh, and if you want to support that, you know, contact us and we'll give you uh, the information. But what I actually was was going for, I was looking up. A verse to go off a point from what what Dave said but I couldn't find it but that was fine because the Holy Spirit led me to a, a, another verse but I wanted to start off with this verse in Isaiah that a lot of us know but it, in Isaiah 26 3 it says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you and one way to get our mind on God and what he has for us is to meditate on his word. And that helps us 
stay in peace. Even if the world around us is falling apart, stay, staying focused on God uh, and in his word keeps us in that peace. But right. uh, there, there's a psalm, Psalm 119, which is, is rather long. But what I like about it is every verse uh, that, that David uh, has written says something about God's word, God's testimony, uh, God's law, God's precepts. It's all about God's word. Uh, but he says in verse 165, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. When we have God's word so strong and so uh, just so deep in us because we're we're in his word and we have that relationship with him it says his own word says that when when we when we love his word and we live it and breathe it and eat it um, and we have that constant diet we're uh, nothing causes us to stumble. Another translation says, uh, nothing causes offense. Can you imagine walking this life and no matter what happens to you, that you don't get into the trap of living in offense and bitterness? I mean, some horrible stuff has been, has been done to people, but they can either stew in it and dwell in it and just fester in it or they're in God's word and like Jesus could say God forgive them for they know not what they do and I know God because of your word that you're going to keep me in peace that you're going to keep me in joy that you're going to help me in this situation there's there's nothing there's nothing like having that diet in God's word and not stumbling I was thinking about that too. You know, we talk about a lot about the Holy Spirit, which we'll be talking more. And he, yes, he's our teacher. Yes, he's our guide. He's our helper. But he's also the Spirit of Truth. And the Spirit of Truth is never going to speak something contrary to the truth. And uh, but we need to know. We need to be grounded. We need to be reproved in it. We need to be trained by it. Uh, training. Training takes work. You know, we're disciples. A disciple is a disciplined learner. But we need to have a relationship with the Word of God, you know. And so, um, and as we, as we continue, and build, and we build that foundation, and we can build on it. If you have a sure foundation, then we can talk about other things and begin to see those things work. <coughs> but uh, you know, uh, it, it, you can't. It, if you don't have a foundation, you can't build. You know. Uh, I mean, I can give several examples. The marriage is the foundation of a home. Uh, you know, the house, if you don't have a good foundation, whatever you build on it is going to crumble. It's going to fall. It's going to be faulty. You know, uh, uh, in the business, <coughs> there's certain things you need to have in the business that are foundational. You want to do, usually you go in the business to, to provide a service or a product or, or something of that nature. But if you don't have a good structure and the foundation, it can collapse. You might have the best product on the planet, but if you don't know how to run the business, it will collapse because you have to have something that's foundational. 
Um, and so, um, so anyway, the foundation is so key, and the Word of God is so key. We're not saying other things are not important, but we, the foundation is important. And the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And He will bring us into the truth. But He's going to bring us into the Word of God. He's not, he's not going to bring us into something that's contrary to the, the truth. He's the Spirit of truth. He's, he's not the Spirit of lies. He's the Spirit of truth. And He's going to bring us into the truth. And He's going to bring us to our remembrance. And, and, and it's always going to bring, because it always testifies of Jesus. And so, and it's going to train us in all righteousness so we can be thoroughly equipped for every good, for every good work. But we need a good foundation. And, and it's not like you arrive and you stop. You know, sometimes, I've had several jobs. Right now, I'm a notary public and different things. But any, any job you do, you stop learning. You stop using those skills. I mean, I can learn things that become certified and pass as an exam. But if I don't use it, I'll lose it. You know, I don't, I don't know how to do algebra anymore. I don't know how to do some geometry and things. Because I don't use it. I, there's, there's certain things I learned in high school I don't use anymore. But you know, everything I learned in, in kindergarten, I use. Well, maybe not figure painting. But, uh, you know, everything I learned in uh, you know elementary school, for the most part, I use. Uh, you know, I... Uh, there's some jobs I learned skills that I don't use it anymore. I lost it. Could I relearn it? Absolutely. I learned it once. I can learn it twice. But uh, you know, you, we need to learn who we are in Christ. And just because you are maybe walking with Christ for years, I know we're talking about new believers and new you. But if you, uh, but now that you are in Christ and even maybe walking for miles, you need to maintain a relationship with God. You can't lose your salvation, uh, like we we've been talking about. Uh, I mean, we yes we talked about being a reprobate a few weeks ago, but you don't get become a reprobate overnight. You know how you become a reprobate? You stop you you stop somewhere, and you get on a different path, and you you start listen you stop going to church and you start listening to another another people, uh, another message or whatever it might be or. Or whatever, it's, your heart your heart doesn't get hardened overnight. Whether you're bitter at God or or you stop going to church, stop reading the Bible, stop being pastor, you stop, and you're you can you can you can and after a period of time, it might take months, years. I don't. I don't there's not a there's not a formula, but you begin continue to harden your heart. You can go down the path of becoming a reprobate, and. I'm not saying nothing fear because uh, that's not what I, my, my point. My point is, you don't get there overnight. The most important thing you can do spiritually to grow and to be healthy is to have a regular diet of the apostles' doctrine to fellowship to prayer. It's not just one thing. It's not just the word of God. There's something foundational about this, but it also we need fellowship. I know COVID is very interesting, but we need fellowship. It is not healthy. We have, Sherry and I have, you know, we, we had several people from Karis and different people who, who had good teaching, were on fire for God, but they got out of fellowship. And they, you know, they, 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 they got worse. Some went back into drugs, some went back into their own lifestyles. You stop having, 
uh, have a regular relationship with God. There's been several people, once they graduated, they stopped the routine of being in the Word of God, and they went south. And uh, and I'm not saying they were reprobates. That's not what I'm saying. But my point is, uh, you know, you need to have a regular diet. You need to stay plugged in. You know, you need to stay plugged into God, His Word. Uh, you need to have a church. Uh, you know, we we recommend a good church, but and we're going to be talking about that next. We're going to next week talking about uh, the need for a local church, and we need to, you need to have that. It's just, do you want to be a healthy Christian, or do you do you want to do your own thing? You know, and I want to be a healthy Christian. God set up the church. He gave us the Word of God. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He it's like Batman. He gave us several things in our tool belt that are helpful. You know, we need all of it. You know, there's several basic things I need in life. I need a roof over my head. I need food. I need water. But I, and uh, there's some natural things I need, but I also need companionship. I need fellowship. You know, we have a neighbor across the street. He's probably in his 80s. And, and once in a while we go visit with him. He needs companionship. <laughs> you know, we were talking to his caregiver today. I said, I'm sorry I haven't been over as much uh, because I, I've been busy. And uh, she said, well, you got important things to go. I go, yeah, but people are important too. People are important. There's things that we have to do, but but uh, uh, my my point is is you know we all need companionship. We all we need things. It's, God didn't make us to be lone rangers, isolated. He made us. He knit us together as a body of Christ. And uh, and there's so many avenues I can go on, but we need different things, different things in our life. But the foundation is the Word of God. Fellowship doesn't replace the Word of God. And being in the Word of God, it's not all the Word of God and no fellowship. That's dangerous too. You know, uh, it's not, you need to, we need to have both. And so, anyway, that making sense? Mm -hmm. You know, I, one of my favorite passages, passages of Scripture growing up and even now as an adult is in John uh, 15. Where it talks about abiding in the vine, and, and Jesus is using the illustration that He is the vine, and we are to abide in Him, and, and He in us, um, and it's just it's just a beautiful picture of of life and and health. You know, when you when you plant a a, a plant and it's fed and watered, and it has sunshine, and it or shade, depending on if it, it what it what plant it is, but it but it does healthy when when it has all those those things working together, the nutrients. And for us, we are uh, Jesus' example of, of abiding in the vine is is we are He is the vine, we are the branches, and we're when we're connected, that life giving sap of the Word of God is feeding us, and we're growing and thriving. But when we're not and we're detached from the vine, we shrivel up and die. And, and, and like Jesus said, as a branch, we're just thrown into the fire because, you know, we're, we're pointless. Uh, there's no point in a dead branch just laying there. But when we're connected to the vine and we're growing and thriving, we bear fruit. And we're able to encourage and, and bless others um, and just live the, the abundant life that God has has given us uh, by Jesus Christ. <coughs> Excuse me, we're out of time for the night, so let me just uh, pray us out. 
Lord, I just thank you for your word. Lord, help us all, no matter how old or young we are in the Lord. Lord, help us all to grow in our relationship with you. In relationship with your word. We can all improve. We can all grow. And we thank you for what we have. We thank you for what we will gain. Lord, our relationship with you can only get richer and richer and richer and richer. We're going to spend all eternity with you in the word of God. And we just thank you for your word of life. We worship you. We thank you for such a sure foundation. We want a sure foundation. Not a rocky one. Not a thorny one. But a good, solid foundation. We want to be established in who you are. You want to be established in who we are in you. Bless us as we go. We bless this Thanksgiving. We bless this country. We bless our present. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you someday. Um, at 11.15. Amen. <laughs>